our mind is always eavesdropping on our self-talk our mind is always eavesdropping on our self-talk mm. so yeah, I just I found that to be so powerful because how we don't think of it like that we just have these words run through our mind and just go about our day but our mind is listening and if it's not helpful it might cling on to it and it might create a problem leading into the rest of our lives or the, the decisions that we make So welcome back to another episode of the Get Work Savvy podcast, the show that aims to provide you tips, tricks and advice to help you find or create a way to get paid for what it is that you're passionate about. And this is another episode where we're talking with Scott. How are you doing, Scott? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, marvellous. I've had a pretty good week as we've just spoke about. And I think that this week's topic is all kind of based on what's happened for me recently. So I wondered if you wouldn't mind introducing the audience to what it is we're going to be talking about this week? Sure, yeah. So today, probably one of my favourite subjects, something that really made a huge shift in the way that I felt when I was in the best place and when things started to happen for me, and, and that's beliefs. You know, what do we believe to be true about ourselves and about the world? And yes, yeah, a very interesting topic. I love it. I really, really love it. Absolutely fantastic. And, and I think it, it's perfect timing for me because where I've started my own freelance kind of offer where I'm I'm putting myself out there and getting a bit of work in addition to what it is that I do as a J job with a view and a hope that I can uh, turn that into my full-time job at, at some point and also having released some episodes on my YouTube channel recently I think that having that belief and having that confidence in yourself is something that really helps so I'm really excited to hear about what it is that you've got to help us if it's the case that perhaps somebody hasn't got belief because I know certainly at one point or another I've suffered with that kind of imposter syndrome or just not really believed in myself and I think that certainly held me back and even with my backstory having graduated from university having all the qualifications that I perceived that I'd need to get myself a golden ticket to get in a job that I'd want I then had a real tough time with actually believing in myself that I would actually be able to use that degree and get out of the supermarket game that I found myself in so what can people do what's some kind of advice that you've got for people if perhaps they're in that position where they're kind of half in half out they're not really too sure or they're just really lacking that self-belief yeah I mean it's just common I think it's something that maybe well, I, I definitely feel that it should be taught in school I think these people should be it should be highlighted the light should be shining on it for sure but you know in, in with regards to beliefs i feel the importance of it shouldn't be underestimated it is incredibly important to have belief in ourselves and to have the ability to question our thoughts and find out what we do believe to be true because essentially the way i like to put it is that it's a, a belief is something we believe to be true but isn't necessarily true and when we look at it like that you can have a belief that is really really negative and truly think that that's true it's the case but it's not it isn't necessarily true and when we think that, when we know that, we can actually take steps to, to change it and feel and, and shift shift our mindset and shift that belief into something that is going to get us to where we want to get to rather than not. So I think for people that maybe are not quite believing themselves, it's have a listen in. What are the words that are running through your mind? Is there something that's, that is limiting? Is there something that's unhelpful that's running through your mind on a regular basis? Because if it is, we can start to challenge it because we know it's something we believe to be true, but isn't necessarily true. And I heard something the other day. I want to get it right actually then it really stuck with me and it is and it's really powerful is our mind is always eavesdropping on our self-talk our mind is always eavesdropping on our self-talk mm -hmm. so 
<laughs> I just I found that to be so powerful because how we don't think of it like that. We just have these words run through our mind and just go about our day. But our mind is listening. And if it's not helpful, it might cling on to it and it might create a problem leading into the rest of our lives or the, the decisions that we make. So yeah, incredibly powerful. I love that quote. I love that idea that your mind's listening in to what it is that you're telling yourself. And yeah, I, I just love that. And I haven't heard it put that way. So I'm definitely going to be picking up on that and using that myself, Scott. But I think you're absolutely right. It's that kind of notion where if you surround yourself with people that you want to be like, you become more like them because you're hearing the positivity or you're hearing the beliefs that other people have. And that kind of rubs off on you, I guess. I know there's also a really powerful quote, isn't there, from Henry Ford, I think, who famously said, whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you're right. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of ties in nicely as well, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And what happens is, is that what we believe creates our behaviors. So for example, and this is a, something that I had, a, I had a client and he, he said this to me, if you believe you're forgetful, then you're going to be forgetful. Ultimately, we were just chatting back and forth, you know, trying to, to, to find out what maybe what barriers he's got. And he said, you know, I'm forgetful and, it, and it, it runs in my family. I've always have been and I always, I always kind of forget things. And I said, okay, by the way, Liam, I haven't told you this, have I? No, no, not no. at all. We've we talked before and I said, no, I just want to react live on the episode. So yeah, I can absolutely fledge that I, I haven't heard this at all, Scott. Cool. So yeah, you said I'm forgetful. It kind of runs in the family, always have been. And uh, I always, I always forget things. I said, okay, that's interesting. And I remember that we, we tend to exaggerate things in our mind and anyway we have a tendency to so I, I kind of decided to ask a few questions to see whether we could challenge the belief and therefore maybe maybe change it and and find out that actually it isn't true and, and create something that's more powerful so obviously I noticed it was a limiting belief because it's my job and I dived a bit deeper into it and I asked okay cool so does it bother you what you've just said he said well yeah of course you know I, I don't want to be forgetful I want to remember things and and then I replied okay so what's your definition of someone being forgetful and he said, okay, my definition is someone that forgets dates and times. So, okay, that's interesting. And then I was just about to ask another question. He piped in and said, yeah, but, but actually I'm pretty good at remembering dates and times. I was like, oh, that's mm -hmm. interesting. So his definition of forgetful was someone that forgets dates and times, but he was in his mind actually pretty good at remembering dates and times. So then at that point, we're starting to challenge that belief that he's got, that he's pretty good at remembering the things that he thinks the definition of forgetful is and then i saw i'm going to challenge this a bit more knowing what he'd said i said well tell me when you started to forget things when was it and he said well it, it was when i sort of came out of university i, I started to forget things and i said oh, okay so you haven't always been forgetful then and he said no i haven't and that was enough to just to break down that belief for us to be able to change into something much more positive and it was at the point for, for him where he would he'd say his friends would go hey can we do this oh don't worry i'll, I'll remind you yeah, I don't worry, I'll message you later. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, remind me because, you know, I'm forgetful. And he would just reinforce that belief. And then we, because we broke it down, we changed it. He made a real conscious effort when, when he was out of his friends to say, no, no, I've got it. You know, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll, I'll remember. Don't you worry. And he'd find ways to remember. But that was just from breaking down that one belief. And that's the power of it. Oh, that's so, that's awesome. And that's such a good example there. And I think that, that I've, I've kind of experienced that at one point in my life, I was teaching people and maths and English is a difficult subject to teach. <laughs> and one thing that I, I had to do was help people. So I used to deliver this maths and English functional skills training because students that were studying an apprenticeship, which the company that I work for provides, requires them to pass at a certain level. And the amount of people who 
I don't do maths. No, never liked it. Never been good at it. And to to see that transformation where you're able to actually explain it in a different way than perhaps they've experienced in the past, explain that it's not all that horrible algebra. Yes, there's going to be some of it, but if you can break it down and get those little steps in place and start turning the tide, then you can change somebody's belief in that. And I did find that the people who were dead set and believed that they couldn't do it, couldn't do it. But the people who were a little bit open to perhaps trying it a different way and looking at it from a different angle were able to break that barrier down and then get the qualification they need. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a little example I've got of that, Scott. But, yeah, I think I think the forgetful one, just with his friend there, adding that extra layer of, yeah, you are forgetful. i got your back, but yeah. it's just reinforcing that belief. And like you said about the maths, it goes back to that, you know, if you what you believe creates that behaviour. So I don't do maths. Well, Therefore, they're not going to try and do maths. Whereas the, the, the kids are like, you know, I'm going to try and, you know, maybe I can, I might fail, but I'll learn and I'll, I'll keep going. It's having that growth mindset. Their behavior is I'm going to try, which means you get better. So yeah, it does. I think that's a perfect example what you've given there is of, you know, our, our beliefs affecting our the behavior that we, that we take. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So with beliefs then, if you're not too confident and if you've got that belief system in place where you're saying you're not good at something or you've you've got that inner kind of thought process holding you back from what it is that you want to believe that you're good at is there something that that people can do if like they're not fortunate enough to be speaking with you to hold them accountable to have those challenging conversations is there something that that they can do themselves to practice this i know that you mentioned kind of being aware of what we're telling ourselves is that a technique or is there some other way that you've discovered that you could share with us there's a couple of ways awareness is something i go on about a lot and especially when i first uh, start coaching with someone and just in general conversation because i'm passionate about what i do and it might annoy some <laughs> people but i don't really care and and ultimately it comes down to awareness it comes down to catching those thoughts that could be causing us problems but there's something that i i like to call talk yourself talk to someone else which is again i, I use this word but it's very powerful because you take a you take a step back and go okay wow and it, it's a way in which you can try and catch that self-talk that is potentially creating these problems that catch that belief that you've got that isn't serving you isn't giving you the the confidence or the the mindset you need to be able to move forward in the direction that you want to go further so yeah it's called talk yourself talk to somebody else and and a really good thing to do is if you potentially have that awareness and you catch yourself saying oh what's the point in trying this i just can't be bothered i can't do every time i try i just I, i fail you need to take a step back and replace the i with you so replace the word I with you. Mm. And then you can either go up to someone that you love and you care for, or you can visualize them. It's just as, a, just as impactful if you sit there and visualize it. And then imagine yourself or go up to that person and say what you've just said to yourself, but instead of the I, say the you. So you can't do this. What's the point in you trying? Every time you do it, nothing happens and you fail. And then notice how it makes you feel. And if you have this feeling inside of just that, not in your stomach, and that that feeling of wow I, there's no way i can say that to to someone i care for i could probably not say it to the bloody neighbor then you need to ask yourself a question how can i say it to myself i am just as important if not more important than, than that person so those thoughts shouldn't be running around my mind if i can't say them to someone else and that often really kickstarts people into even creating more awareness to catch those thoughts to then create more of a positive belief and a positive affirmation i love that i was i was thinking before you mentioned that it's a bit like how i talk to my son 
I, I try and fill him full of positivity. I try and fill him full of, he can do anything. Like if you, if you work hard enough and if you want it enough, then you can do it. And I think what you've just said there is kind of sums that up beautifully. You wouldn't encourage your children by saying you can't do it. You'd find ways of like, well, perhaps it's tricky now, but let's have some practice or perhaps we'll think of it from a different angle. And if people are struggling with this and they change that eye to you, I think that's that's a fantastic exercise for somebody's practice to to really kind of watch out for for how it is that they're they're internalizing those conversations with themselves. So yeah, thank you for that, Scott. Yeah, it's a big eye opener for me, and it often is for many people. We we forget how important we are, and that like mm. we went go back go back to that. You know, our, our mind is always eavesdropping on our self talk. So if we know that, and we know that beliefs create our behaviors which potentially if the behaviors aren't aren't very positive, then we know that we need to make changes. So if we can, you know, if we're not happy and we wouldn't say that thought to someone else, we really should start to listen in and think, oh, actually, no, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to think something more positive and let's see how it goes. And, and some people might not entirely agree with me, but what's the harm of challenging something that isn't positive, is negative and limiting and unhelpful and changing into something positive and seeing what happens because you know it will make a difference so give it a go see how it goes yeah absolutely i think that's some sound advice and like you say what's the worst that could happen you could try it and if it's not for you it's not for you but i think it's certainly something that will, will help people get over some limiting beliefs that they might have and i suppose we've kind of been mentioning limiting beliefs do you think that's something that happens to people when perhaps they're a bit overwhelmed and a bit unsure of of the the way forward or there's a there's a big hill to climb to get into where they want to be how do you think people introduce those limiting beliefs is it their environment is it just the self-talk is there any anything else that kind of affects people doing that scott that you're aware of i think often it comes down to you know the, the situation itself and how much pain it creates so an example, I think I've given it fair, fairly recently, I don't know if it was talking to you or not, but where I, you know, I stood up and I talked in front of a group of people. Actually, it was, it was at work when I used to be employed and there was a company wanted to come in and listen to a talk about what we did. I, and I was like, you know what, I'm not very confident, but I'm, I'm going to try. And I put my hand up. I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then it came to the day and I was, I just wasn't very confident. I didn't believe that I could do it deep down. So I didn't prepare well enough. It's just that typical, I'm going to try, but I didn't believe. So I thought I'm just going to put it off. And I just, I didn't prepare. So I went into it and I, I stood at the, at the, at the front, started talking two minutes in, had this overwhelming feeling of just dread. And I said, oh. excuse me a minute. Yeah. And I had to leave. I had to walk out. There was about 15 people in the room. It was quite a small room. So I had to walk past them quite closely. And I went into the other room. I thought, oh no, I, I can't do it. And that was enough pain for me to say, no, never again, never again can I do this? I'm just not capable. But I forget that. And, and I created this belief that, you know, public speaking isn't for me. You know, I just can't do it. And that's what happens. There's enough pain to create that. But as I reflected back after I started to look into more personal development and, and coaching and the way I wanted to change my life, I reflect back. And actually, I went back in the room after spending a few minutes talking to myself and trying to calm myself down. I went back in the room and I delivered the rest of the talk, albeit not to the best of my ability I still did it but I forgot that and when I reminded myself it enabled me to change my belief to you know actually I did go back in which means that I have that capability and I delivered it and people said it was it was good so how about I create more empowering belief that I can give talks I'm going to give talks and I'm confident and then 
I did that. So I went off on a tangent there, but but that's kind of relevant. <laughs> no, that I, I think that's happened to a lot of people, hasn't it? <laughs> like where they've had an opportunity to do something, and I think I think you're absolutely right there. I think that if you believe that you can't and you don't prepare then you're preparing yourself for for that like stumble that failure but good on you for getting back in the room that must have been tricky to to talk yourself around to go and finish the rest of what you had to say there scott so yeah Yeah. fantastic i mean the pain though that that created Mm. it it created a belief of no i can't and that's what tends to happen is that it's either a, a big enough pain to create something instantly or it's like a constant niggle a constant statement or phrase going through our mind and it could be it could be you work for someone and, and the manager's just or the boss is just a, not very nice and it's that constant niggle of you're just not you're not, not good enough or you made that mistake you made that mistake you made that mistake and then you start to go i always make mistakes i'm always making mistakes why does it always happen to me i'm just i'm just someone that makes mistakes and then you start if that goes around in your head on a loop then you're going to start to believe it and that tends to be what happens when beliefs are formed or we just create these negative statements in our mind. And if we don't, if we don't have that awareness, we don't have someone that we can talk to, or we don't have, you know, and this isn't, doesn't apply to everyone, but if we don't have that, that background, then it can be hard to overcome without looking into it, seeking help, reading books and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, when, when we're kind of having these beliefs, I mean, you mentioned at the very start about it being, it's us believing something that isn't necessarily true. Now, I do kind of have a question about the idea of faking it till you're making it. I don't particularly like the idea of that. I don't think that we should potentially, I just don't like the idea of like bigging myself up to be something that I'm not, if that makes sense. So so how how do we kind of meet that balance, Scott? Is Is it the case that we need to kind of fake to ourselves that we're, we've got that belief and we can do what it is that we want to do or is there that happy medium where you know you're comfortable where you are now but you're having your beliefs that you can get to that next step yeah it's a, it's a very interesting point i suppose for me I, I challenge that if someone said you know i don't believe that i can you know that i can fake it so i make it because i'm not that good i'd try and break it down and say well how do we know that you know is there something that we can can we disprove that can we prove that you are actually quite good at it? And, and it's not faking it till you make it, even if there's a slight thing in there, a slight situation where you've done something that allows us to go, okay, well, actually, you're not faking it till you make it. You've done it to a smaller extent. So let's just build on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that's how I would challenge it. You know, oh, you know I, I can't, it's faking it till you make it is, is not necessarily the right thing, but are we actually faking it till we make it? Or is there some truth in there? That's what I would dive into deeper to find out if there is any truth because if there is you can you can you can go with that you can create momentum with it yeah does that does that make sense yeah no absolutely because i remember when i was going for an interview many moons ago now and one of my friends was like i'll just blag it and just tell him you've done it and i was like well (laughs) i don't don't feel comfortable (laughs) about that but actually i i use the approach that you just you just mentioned there without realizing it i when i was asked questions that were perhaps a little bit uncomfortable or, or that i couldn't give a yes i do that I gave examples of similar experiences that I had and then went from that angle of I've got a bit of knowledge and and then trying to use that belief to to convince that person that I was the right person for, for the role. I didn't get the job, but that's the different story. <laughs> yeah, but I think you just answered your own question. That's mm. the thing with coaching as well. It's this, you know, your thing was, you know, I'm not necessarily, don't necessarily believe that it, you know, faking until you make it works. When it's questioned a little bit, when you start to dive a little bit deeper, you weren't necessarily faking it. You were just finding things that you had done to a certain extent and then 
building on those, which means that you are potentially really, really capable and you are good at that and you have loads of strengths. So if somebody's in the position where they're not enjoying what they're doing at the moment, they're not sure the direction that they want to go, or they've got an idea, but perhaps they don't believe they can get there. Is there any anything else that we can provide them with that we can help them with to to kind of encourage them on their journey to have that inner belief to achieve what it is that they are looking to do? Yeah, I think for me, something, again, creating affirmations are quite powerful. Having a statement that is, again, true based upon what you know about yourself. And if you're not sure if it's true, then dive deeper, ask questions because you get answers when you ask questions. And when you get answers, you can then take steps and, and, and create a good outcome for yourself. So it would be to create positive affirmations. And if you're in a place where you, you may be thinking, mm, you know, I'm not sure if that's true, then dive deeper. Go draw on an experience where actually it did happen. So let me try and think of an example. You know, we'll lead it into to confidence. You know, I, I'm not confident, I never have been. Well, have you ever been confident? Has there been some, is that statement, there's that belief running through your mind, but let's reflect back. Is there any time that you've shown a little bit of confidence? Well, then yeah. So if you can reflect on a time where you've actually felt and, and experienced confidence, such as, you know, going up to a girl and asking for her number, then you can say, okay, well, I have shown confidence. So therefore I, I have the ability to be confident. And then you can create an affirmation that says, you know, I've shown confidence in the past and every day that I put myself out there and take step out of my comfort zone, my confidence is going to build. That's an affirmation. That's a positive affirmation. If you, that's true. It is true. You know it is because you've gone back and, and found a situation or experience that has shown that. So you repeat that to yourself. You're not lying. You're not faking it till you make it. It's true. You say it enough, your mind is going to listen because as we know, our mind listens to our self-talk and it's going to create a positive behavior and a, and a, a solid belief. Awesome. Absolutely amazing. And, and it's something that we talked about a couple of episodes ago um, about affirmations, which we'll link in the show notes. So if you are interested in learning a bit more about affirmations and positivity, then certainly go and check out that episode. Yeah. But and actually, while, you, while you're saying that, there's, there's something that just popped into my head and, and something that's actually really important. It'd be interesting to see if anyone actually anyone actually is, is amazed by this. I don't know if you are as well, but our mind doesn't process negatives. And this can be applied to all sorts of situations. Okay. Have you ever heard of that before? No. Tell me more, Scott. <laughs> so the words like don't, the mind doesn't process that. So, how, I mean, a question, how many people have you heard say something like, you know, I don't want to be fat? Yeah, not yeah, a and lot. They really, yeah, and they, I don't want to be fat and they, they struggle to lose weight or something like that. I, I don't want to, I don't want to smoke anything, anything that that kind of statement and the mind doesn't process negatives. So what are they actually saying? If you take away the word don't, what are they actually saying? I smoke or... Yeah. I want to be fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you take <laughs> that principle that the mind doesn't process negatives, they're actually saying, I want to be fat. So what's our mind going to think we want? It's going to go, well, you want to be fat. So let's, let's not help you. Let's, let's, let's try and help you do that. And that chocolate bar looks nice. Let's eat that. And it's not going to help us as much. So we then, if we were to do a, an affirmation, it would be more of a, you know, I'm strong, capable, and, and I have the ability to make positive changes to the way I look and feel or something along those lines. And that's going to allow you to make those changes in your mind rather than I don't want because the don't doesn't matter. Interesting, I huh? I absolutely love that. Now you've mentioned it, that does make so much sense. When you're kind of thinking, I don't want to be unfit. Oh, I am unfit. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a really interesting concept that, and I can certainly see how that works. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and and it applies to so many things. Like, yeah, I don't want to be in debt. I want to be in debt. And why that? Why why do people that are in debt sometimes find it really difficult? Because that's the statement they're saying to themselves. Whereas if they reframe it into something more, you know, I want to have money in the bank, and I'm going to do everything I can to to make that happen. It's just, the chances mm. are that you're going to start to look for ways to make that happen. Just an example, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to work here. I want to work here. <laughs> yeah. So changing that statement to I want to get a job in XYZ would be a better. Yes, exactly. Nailed it. Because oh, I love it. what you're going to do there is you're going to look, your mind is going to go, okay, you want a job there. Let's find, let's look out for things. Let's look out for things that are going to allow that to happen for you. Oh, look, there's a, a job there. And if you hadn't had that statement running through your mind, would you have seen that job? Maybe not. Would you be actively looking for those opportunities? Mm-hmm. Powerful stuff, Scott. Powerful stuff. I love it. And and I hope that you listening enjoys it too. And, and if you do have a spare five minutes, if you're not on your weekly run or your weekly walk, washing the dishes, however you're listening to the podcast, then do leave us a rating and review in the Apple podcast or the podcast player of choice because it really does help the show. I thought I'd just squeeze that in there while I remember <laughs> to remind people to do that, Scott. Is there anything else that that you had had prepared or you'd thought about mentioning that we haven't covered so far? I've got a great story that I heard the other day on another podcast. Well, it was actually a long while ago. I'm more than happy to say, tell you that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's called the elephant story. So I've told it quite a few times in, in my coaching because it's it leads really well into beliefs. I don't know if you've heard it before, but essentially when we think about beliefs, and how our beliefs are formed in it, and it dictates a lot of our, the majority of our lives, depending on what we, we do believe to be true, you can apply it to uh, an elephant. So when an elephant is is young, the and then they're training the elephant in the circus, for example, what they'll do is they'll get the elephant and they'll pop a rope around its neck, and they'll pop it on it to a stake in the ground and they'll put it in the ground. And obviously the elephant is young and it doesn't want to be in that space. So it will try and pull away from the stake in the ground to, to get free. And it will pull and pull and pull, but it's not strong enough. It's not strong enough to pull away from the place that it's in. And then after a certain amount of time, maybe a few days, maybe a little bit longer, the, the elephant stops trying to pull away. And that's because the elephant b- believes that it, it's not strong enough mm. to, to step away from the area it's in. It's just it can't get away from that rope and, and the stake in the ground. And that's why... You go if you go to a circus, if there are any more in the world, and you see that an elephant is just stood there, huge elephant, adult size, super strong, could walk away and trample all over anything, really. Yeah. It's just stood there with a rope around its neck resting on the floor, not doing anything. Because that belief it's created as a as a young elephant has carried through the rest of its life and it doesn't believe that it's strong enough to walk away. And you can apply that to us. I haven't heard that, but it's that learnt behaviour. It's that learnt belief, isn't it? That that oh, I've tried so many times before. That means I can't possibly do anything other than standing here in the spot. I think that's that's right. And it it kind of brought me onto the thought, Scott. Of is it possible for you to get swept up in somebody else's beliefs? Like, is it potentially damaging or, or beneficial both ways? I suppose if you're if you're mixing with a certain crowd, if you're you're listening to to people that you respect or have a lot of time for and their beliefs aren't necessarily the best or perhaps they're on the flip side of that like super positive does that help influence us in believing in ourselves more or believing the state of play absolutely yeah it's the people you you're around that create those beliefs and a lot of a lot of the cases 
it's when we're young as well you know when we, we what our parents you know say to us they impart their beliefs on us and we grow up thinking that's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do so we, it's about having that awareness to be able to to challenge them sometimes and change them into something that actually is more us and like goes along with our values but yeah absolutely it's the people around us if we listen if we're the kind of people that are influenced by others yes for sure so keep an eye out for that definitely if you don't agree yeah. with something if it doesn't sit right with you then maybe challenge it and and if you're not feeling strong enough to challenge it change your circumstances find somebody else to to be around that has a bit more of a positive influence on yourself is is mm. what I'd suggest because I've certainly been in some of those situations where I've been in that negative cycle and and been swept along with with some of the negativity but yeah I've certainly changed that for myself so yeah I think that's really valuable and if you're not already subscribed and you're listening for the first time then join the club be influenced by us and some of our positive discussions in you achieving what it is that you want to do so again i thought i'd just use that as an opportunity to get a little plug in for a subscription there but yeah i mean i I think we've covered a huge amount today scott is there any kind of final thoughts that you want to leave the listener with just to, to take away to to let them ponder between now and the next episode yeah no no i think <laughs> i think uh i know honestly i think it's just about challenging things that that aren't serving us you know i think a lot of people believe that this the, the way they are is just the way they are and it's just the thing the way things are but it doesn't have to be that way if you change your belief and you just be surprised at what, what happens but we need to decide to make that change and 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 go with it if we're not content but as with anything, it takes a bit of work, but also, also, you know, a bit of work. And that's the, that's the joy of it because we learn a ton from going through that process and, and not just about ourselves, but our mind and the people around us as well. So um, if you want to, to change your life, change your story, which is, you know, your stories, your beliefs in many ways. So yeah, I'd suggest doing that, but Hey, do what you want. <laughs> I agree with that. It's, it's a free, uh, a free country and hopefully where you're listening to it, it's a free country and you've got your own options out there. So as much as you might agree with us, you might equally disagree with us. So that's the beauty of living in the world today. So just wanted to thank you once again, Scott, for sharing your wisdom and not to, not to forget to mention that Scott has recently rebranded his website. So again, we're going to be leaving that in the comments of the show notes here. So don't, do go and check out um, some of Scott's work because he's doing such a marvelous job with helping people to get to the next level and the next step in where it is that they want to be thanks so much again Scott and looking forward to speaking to you again soon yeah speak soon take care